Well, once again, welcome to those who are here, those who are watching on Zoom or logging in later online or listening to the podcast. Good, good, good to have you with us this morning. So it is the Christmas season, right? We call this the season of giving. How are you doing after Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Did you get everything for how many last minuteers are still uh, still holding on this morning? <laughs> uh, done that a few years. Well, when I was a little boy, I can remember going out Christmas shopping. And one thing that my two brothers and I would do was we would go out with one parent to buy for the other parent. Anyone else have that situation? Remember those days, right? Well, one year, I think my my one brother was about seven. Um, he thought an awful lot of my dad, and he wanted to get just the perfect gift, right? Um, of course, you know, like most dads, he had everything anyway, but um, he, he, he was searching and searching, and then he found it. There it was, the perfect gift. It was an art set, all right? It had the paints and the uh, brushes and the colored pencils and all that kind of stuff in it, and he just went bananas over that. Um, now, in, in, in his mind, I mean, that was just the best thing in the store, and my mom let him get it, even though my dad had no art talent whatsoever. He didn't draw, he didn't paint, he wasn't interested in that kind of thing at all. Um, but my brother was and still is. If anyone doesn't know, he designed the, uh, the sign in front of the church. Um, but he thought with his whole heart, this is the best gift in the store. And if this is the best gift, then that's how I can show my love for my dad by getting him the best thing I know, right? And he was rewarded for that kind of thinking because soon after Christmas, my dad re-gifted it to him and uh, much, much to his joy and delight. But we kind of learned something after that uh, experience as young boys, that it was important to take into consideration the likes and the dislikes of the people that you're buying for or doing something for, right? Whether at Christmas or any other time of the year. So how about our Heavenly Father? Have you thought about Him at Christmas? Talk about the guy that has everything, right? And if he doesn't, he can say, let that be, right? And there it is. Boy, that must be something. Um, so is there a way that you and I can express our love to after all he's done for us, you know, in, 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 in creation, in, in giving us life, and then amazingly in our salvation and eternal life? How can we express our love to the Lord uh, this Christmas? Well, maybe we should think about his likes and dislikes. Wouldn't that be a good place to start? And lo and behold, as we're in our series in Proverbs, we have been given a list of things. Um, it tells us some things that God doesn't like. Okay? As a matter of fact, these are things that the Bible says that he hates. So I think if we want to express our love and gratitude to our Heavenly Father this season, maybe these are things that we should steer clear of. Sound like an idea? Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 6 this morning. 
Proverbs chapter 6 in your paper Bible or on your device. Incidentally, um, I, I, I'm just thrilled to have a Bible uh, on my phone that, you know, I mean, it's always there. I can access it in, in you know, two seconds and uh, search all the way through. A couple of apps, uh, one is called Logos, uh, is a good one. It's free. You get a couple of different Bible versions, some commentaries and things too. Um, the other one I just uh, just grabbed a hold of the other day is like Olive Tree or something like that. Another good searchable, uh, again, so it's always there, right? Always handy for most of us who carry our phones with us. Nothing wrong with, with pencil or, you know, with, with paper and, and books, um, but again, handy. So, Proverbs chapter 6, beginning at verse 16, says this. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. Now, being astute observers, as I know you are this morning, you've deduced that these are not things as such, right? But actions and attitudes. And these seven things are not just mildly irritating to the Lord. The Bible says they're at the top of his hate list, okay? <laughs> things that he flat out can't stand. Things that, again, if we truly want to show him our love, and gratitude, we will steer the furthest from these things. The first of them is haughty eyes. Haughty eyes. You know, haughty is kind of an older word you don't hear a lot anymore. Uh, it means condescendingly proud. Okay? Um, arrogant. There, there, there's a look that arrogant people have, isn't there? Matter of fact, it's, it's so recognizable that they can... Uh, that, that you've seen it reproduced on TV and in movies. You know, they, they, you just know how to, everybody recognizes. This is, this is arrogance, right? People who look down their noses at others. And the Bible says that the eyes are the window to the soul. So that haughty look reveals a haughty attitude, right? a proud attitude where someone thinks that they're better or more important than other people. These people are self-centered. It's all about me, my, and mine, right? And that is the attitude, really, that will serve as the basis for all the other things that follow. You'll see that as we go along. Like a lying tongue, for example, right? Lies are used for what? To deceive and manipulate. Why? To get what I want, right? saying whatever I need to so that this situation works out in my favor. Best for me, no matter how it affects anyone else, I'm going to get my way. Right? And lies, as you know, uh, often have to be covered up by more lies and more lies. Right? So the destruction goes further and deeper, many times uh, eventually taking down the liar with them, uh, as we've seen in Congress as of late. Right? Lies that perpetuated. So, again, um, all about me. 
Next one, hands that shed innocent blood. I don't know about you, but I cannot read these words without thinking about the abortion industry. Talk about the innocent, the most innocent among us, right? Um, but I think this principle here goes beyond the physical taking of a life. Uh, th think about that same lying tongue, for example, right? With that, can we absolutely destroy another person's uh, reputation? Right? We can wreak a lot of havoc with a tongue, can't we? Um, by pursuing another person's spouse, we can tear apart families that hurt innocent spouses and children, right? Um, it, it, it's, it's the same attitude I want for me without regard to how someone else is hurt in the process or to what extent. And the list goes on, right? Each of these things, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run to do evil, giving false testimony, setting people at odds in a family. It talks about brothers, could be a church family, right? Putting people at odds. Why? All focused on getting for me. I don't care, you know, I could, if, if I set this one against this one, then this one's going to agree with me. And again, see that selfish haughty attitude that produces all the rest of these things. Um, all of these things, the Bible says, are an abomination to God. Why? Because God's very nature is giving. Right? For God so loved the world, He gave. Jesus so loved us, He gave of Himself. This is who God is. So that selfish me, my, mine attitude, which, which really is sin, right? I, I've said this multiple times. Think of the word sin, S-I-N, right? What's in the middle of it? I. The whole problem. If you eat of this, you can be like God. You don't need Him. It's all about you, you know? So... It, it just goes against everything God is. The same God who created us in His image, right? To reflect His nature, His character, which is love, which is giving, right? So, so it, 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 it hurts Him. He, he absolutely hates it when we distort that image by being self-centered by being selfish. So rather than going on to explain all of the rest of these uh, in detail, um, how about we turn them upside down? Or, or, or better saying, how about we turn them right side up? They're already upside down, right? All these things that God hates. Let's turn them right side up this morning. Let's look at some things that God loves, things that we can then do to show our love and gratitude to him. So I want to entitle the message this morning, Loving God at Christmas. Loving God at Christmas. So instead of haughty eyes, right? How about eyes of compassion? How about eyes that see value in other people simply because they are loved by God and uniquely created in his image? Right? Every person valuable. I don't care how tall, short, fat, skinny, piercings, tattoos, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is, whatever color, uh, whatever, right? Every single person uniquely 
created by God. I remember driving down the road one time, and I'm just kind of people watching in the distance as I'm driving, and it, and it just struck me one day. You know, we are created in the image of God, but we all have unique personalities, right? Just, just like a, a, our unique thumbprint or whatever. Um, every person then being able to reflect God in a slightly different way. And we don't all do it, right? Not everybody in the world is reflecting God right now. Sometimes I fall short. How about you? Um, but we all have that, that uh, potential to reflect the nature and the character of God like nobody else on earth can do. Talk about value in a human being. Every single human being, right? So, eyes that see that value. Uh, number two, being honest and trustworthy. Being honest and trustworthy. Even when doing so means that we might face some unpleasant circumstances or not get our way in the situation. Okay? Honesty. Trustworthiness. Right? See, where, where deceit and manipulation destroy, tear down, honesty and trustworthiness builds up, doesn't it? So, another way to show our love for God, being honest, being trustworthy. Another thing God loves, speaking up for and defending those who cannot speak for themselves. Proverbs chapter 31, 8 and 9 uh, says this, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge rightly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Okay? This is not, not just not taking advantage of others for our own gain, but it's being an advocate for the underdog. When we do that, we're showing the love of God. We're showing love to God. Number four, a heart that devises good plans. A heart that devises good plans. In other words, being someone who looks for ways to make life better for other people. Whether it's a person or a family or a whole group of people, you know, uh, people who come up with ministries that, that reach a whole segment of the population or whatever. Um, inventions to make life easier, uh, you know, for other people. A heart that devises good plans. Feet that rush to help when there's a need. I'm looking at faces I know that do this a lot. Right? Every time they hear of a need, boom. Right? Feet that rush. Not to do evil. But oh, so-and-so needs this. Oh, this, this situation needs a helping hand. I'm there. Right? Showing love to God. Showing the love of God. Number six, a faithful witness who stands for truth and justice. You know, somebody's not going to take a bribe or whatever, and, and uh, you know, well, if I, if I say they did this or whatever, I'm going to get, you know. But no, truth, truth, justice. I'm going to be a faithful witness. And number seven, one who's a peacemaker. Didn't Jesus say, blessed are the peacemakers, right? One who tries to help people come together 
and understand one another, not to get people to take sides. Right? No, we want to come together. We want to work together. We want to find solutions. We want to, we want to live in harmony. You know, even if we don't agree on things, we can agree to disagree. You know, peacemakers. We need more of them in this world. People who want to strengthen relationships, work together towards not only their good, but the common good. So do you see it? All of these ways. Turn them right side up. The Apostle John said it this way in 3 John verse 4. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Whose children are they really? Right? Children of the Father. So aren't these his words? That God the Father has no greater joy than to see his children walking in truth. What truth? His truth. Being the people that he created us to be. Walking in his image. Loving one another. Right? Eyes of compassion. Honest and trustworthy. Right? Speaking up for those who can't defend themselves. Devising good plans. Rushing in for, to meet a need. Faithful witness. Peacemaking. All these things. Truth of who they were created to be. How do we do all this? In our own strength? I think you've known me enough or I will squash that one right away. No, we don't do it in our own strength. Not at all. Not by our willpower trying to be good. This is the gospel. The gospel that you and I were born in sin. That you and I are born with a selfish bent. Can I get a witness? Any honest people out there? We are born selfish. It doesn't take that long when you have a child that's born as soon as they can, you know, crawl around on the floor to get that toy before the other one gets it. Mine, you know, it doesn't take long to see that we have a selfish bent as human beings, right? So, all the rules, all the laws in the world aren't going to change that. But God had a plan. A plan by where we could be born again by the Spirit, right? When we put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we believe that He died for us and rose again, right? The Bible says that God takes of His Spirit, puts His Spirit within us. We are born again, born anew, becoming a new creation. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 says, And I will give them one heart, and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone, that, that, that selfish heart, right, from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, something that's warm, something that's compassionate, something that sees the needs of other people. Right? Paul said it this way. He said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Right? In other words, it's no longer I, that self-centered I. That's not the person that's living day by day by day. Making decisions, saying whatever I have to do to get my own way, because I want, I want, me, my, mine. That person is dead. No longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That spirit of love and giving and caring and reaching and strengthening and peacemaking and speaking up for those 
you know, can't speak up for themselves. That's who lives in and through me. Right? It's not that we become, you know, robots that we have no mind of our own. Again, that, that's uniquely expressed through our lives and our personalities. But that's the one who comes across. That same loving spirit guiding my attitude, motivating my actions. Being like Jesus and reflecting the nature of God. Making those choices day in and day out. How many choices do you and I make during a day, right? Things to do, things to say. So making those choices not based on what's in it for me. That's the old life. That's the old way, right? But how can I be a blessing in this situation to these people around me? Whether it's my spouse, my kids, at the store, you know, whatever, in the church. How can I bless? How can I build? How can I strengthen? This is what makes God happy. This is how we show our love for Him. By being who He created us to be. Letting His love live in and through us. And this whole thing about Christmas, right? about a, a season of giving, right? for, for showing generosity, goodwill, remembering those less fortunate, focusing on others, is that really a season for those of us in Christ? Is that six, eight weeks out of the year? Nah. It's not a season. This is how we remember Christ all year long, isn't it? That's how we show our Heavenly Father what He means to us every day. And that's how we show God's love to the world around us, right? Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. Right? We, 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 we make a lot of lights at Christmas time, right? Light, 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 right? Colors and blinks and all this kind of stuff. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. In other words, so that they might see me in you. And glorify your Father in heaven. Right? I'll tell you, we, we have a message, don't we? It's called the gospel. But I'll tell you, the, the packaging of that message is more important than the message itself. Because if the packaging is wrong, the message is going to get distorted, right? And people are going to turn and walk away from it. So when we package that message in a life of love, people are going to say, okay, they're speaking the truth. Jesus Christ can change lives. Amen? Remember, we are called to be ambassadors of heaven to this world. It's our calling. It's everybody's ministry to be an ambassador of heaven. Someday, and, and boy, I'll tell you, turn on, <coughs> excuse me, turn on the radio and all, and a lot of people are talking about soon. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. He could come at any time, right? What's the heart of God? Let's bring as many as we can with us, right? We need to be on mission. This, this, this is our mission in life, to share the love of God, right? Not, not to 
um, you know, hammer people with the gospel and, and, you know, hold them captive until they pray this prayer with us and then we'll let them go. <laughs> no, like Bart said this morning, just planting a seed. Planting a seed. And, and as that door opens, we walk in a little bit further kind of a deal, right? Just loving people. Building those relationships to where we can have those kinds of conversations. Sharing the love of Jesus. Because if they don't open the gift, of, the true gift of Christmas, salvation in Jesus Christ, if they don't open that, let's remember, right? We, we, we sang that this morning, didn't we? Um, Dear Christians, fear for sinners here. Do we fear for sinners? And, 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 and I hate to... I hate to distinguish that. Okay, they're sinners and I'm this. You know, um, we, we, we're all in the same boat without Jesus, aren't we? But do we have that fear that, my goodness, if, if people don't come to, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, they're lost. They're going to spend eternity outside of the presence of God. Let's, let's not forget that. And do what we can. Again, not to beat people over the head with a Bible but to love them and talk kindly and respectfully to them. Share our faith. This is what the Lord's done in my life. I sure wish, you know, that you'd come to church with me. Right? You know, 80 to 85% of the people that are sitting in pews right now were invited by a friend. Forget the Billy Graham crusades. Forget all the this, that, and the other thing. and Door knocking and they were invited by a friend. A friend that says, come on, join me at church. I'll sit with you on Sunday so that they can hear the gospel presented. Amen. Let's stay on mission because this mission could be up any day for the Lord to come back. We've all been kind of thinking, you know, how much more of this is he going to take, right? Let's stay on mission. Be those ambassadors and see what the Lord can do in and through our lives. Amen. Let's make our Christmas season 12 months long every year and show our love to our Father in heaven and let his love flow through us to the world around us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, you have been so, so good to us. We look to you, Lord, for your your love to make that different. Let, 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 let your love change us on the inside. Let it, let it so bubble up uh, that, that, that this is not something that we say, well, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. But let us uh, realize how truly blessed we are and let that love just bubble out to other people. Give us insight. Give us discernment, um, how we can talk to friends and neighbors and coworkers and shine that light for you. And we thank you. We praise you for that, Lord. Be glorified in and through us, we pray. In Jesus' name, all God's family said, amen.